the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, hello, everyone. This is Al Fadi, and you are watching another uh, special live stream. And of course, it's more special the fact that we have Sam Shamon here with us in studio. Brother, hey, welcome, and uh, I'm glad you know you made it safe. By the and, grace uh, we're so excited to have you here. Uh, so everyone, this is going to be another uh, uh, one of our podcast special, basically. So the first 24 minutes will be part one. The second uh, 24 minutes will be part two. So this will be the beginning of our part one. So if you're tuning in, you are listening to our Let Us Reason podcast. So thank you so much for doing so. And also, we have our live audience who are watching us right now on YouTube at Sierra International and also at my own personal Facebook page, alfadi.sierra. Now, another thing that is interesting about this particular live stream right now, that will be two parts, almost a little over an hour. It would be at the end of the day. Uh, we are going to share with you a brand new uh, apologetic series that me and Sam are recording here. And it's called Seven Characteristics of Jesus in the Quran, which make him superior to Muhammad. Yes, you heard me correctly. Let me repeat it again. Seven Characteristics of Jesus in the Quran, which makes him superior to Muhammad. Now, there is something interesting here. We're talking about Jesus and his superiority over Muhammad in the Quran. Hmm. Notice what I said? And that's why it's going to be special. So we recorded already three videos Today, in this live stream, we're going to continue with a couple of reasons. But of course, I'll be remiss if I don't ask Sam to at least give us a brief summary of what we have covered so far. So, brother, yeah, why are we using the Quran in the first place? Oh, yeah. Well, by the grace of our triune God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, the only true God, and the Bible, the only inspired word, inspired scripture that the true God has given us, we invoke the Father, the Lord Jesus, the Son, the Holy Spirit to bless us to anoint us with wisdom from the Holy Spirit, to speak truth without error, and to purify our motives to do it for the glory of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus as our covering in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you, the regulars that come to your channel already know all this information, why we're doing this, because according to the scriptures, there are passages in the Bible where we find the inspired apostles, their companions, even the prophets of God, that appeal to the sources, appeal to the sources that the people that they're reaching to deem authoritative and using those sources and the true things stated in those sources to bring them back to the truth of the gospel of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, just to give a few examples, and I know I'm preaching to the choir because no most of the people that come to your channel have been following you for years, have heard this information, but creatures of repetition. We need to hear things repetitively 
to be reminded until it becomes second nature Amen. to our spiritual DNA by the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll start with my hero in the faith, the Apostle Paul, a holy slave of Jesus Christ, a man that Muhammad wasn't worthy to untie his sandals. Now imagine that. Paul is just a human being, a sinner redeemed by Jesus Christ, and Muhammad wasn't even good enough to untie his sandals. How much less is he worthy to even kiss the dust that Jesus walked on when Paul, in comparison to Jesus, was a maggot? And yet this maggot is better than Muhammad. All glory to Jesus Christ. I had to say that. Okay, now, what was Paul's habit as he was inspired by the Spirit? If he preached to the Jews, he would quote the Old Testament because the Old Testament is the revelation of God. And we believe that. Paul believed that. But when he's preaching to other groups like the Athenians, the Greeks, at uh, um, at Mars Hill, He doesn't quote the Old Testament explicitly. He alludes to the Old Testament, but he packages in a way that they can understand it. And then he quotes their own Greek authors and poets and pagans to confirm the truth of the Old Testament narrative and how the God of the Old Testament is the true God who created all things and sent Jesus to redeem us, who will judge us on the last day. Acts 17.28. Acts 17.28. For in him we live and move, and have our being, as even some of your poets have said. Notice he's talking to the Athenians. Some of them would have been Epicureans and Stoics and so forth. And he says, even as some of your own poets, not Israelite poets or prophets, but you, you Greeks, you pagans, even your own poets, realize the truth that we are the offspring of God, spiritually, not physically. Because he says, as even as some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Now, In the particular translation that I'm using online in BibleGateway.com, they have notes to help you understand where these citations come from. So I'm here citing from the New American Bible Revised Edition. You can also find similar notes in the New English Translation online. They also supply similar notes. Mm -hmm. And here's what they say. That first citation, in him, we live and move and have our being. Some scholars understand this saying to be based on an earlier saying of Epimenides, Epimenides of Gnosis around 6th century B.C. Now the second quote, for we too are his offspring. Here Paul is quoting Aratus or Aratus of Sully, a 3rd century B.C. poet from Cilicia. Pagans, he's citing pagans. Why? Not because he believes they're inspired or their writings are authoritative, but they're saying true things that the Greeks... <clears throat> would accept as true because they deem these sources as authoritative. So he took those true statements and Christianized them to bring them back to the true God, true God and true gospel. Yeah. Final example for the sake of time, Titus 1, 12. Now this is interesting. Titus 1, verse 12, he quotes someone that the Cretans thought was a prophet. As far as Paul is concerned, he would have been a false prophet prophesying in the name of a false God. But still, look what Paul does. One of them a prophet of their own. One of them a prophet of their own. One said, Cretans have always been liars, vicious beats, and lazy gluttons. Now the note says, quoted from again, Epimenides, a Cretan poet of the 6th century BC. This tells you how learned Paul was, how sophisticated Paul was. Not only was he a scholar of the Old Testament and Jewish tradition, he was a scholar of Greek tradition, Greek writings, Greek, Greek poetry, because he studied the culture. He studied their mindset, their philosophy to bring them, use their information to bring them to the true God revealed in Jesus Christ and the true gospel. So here yeah. we have a biblical basis for using the Quran, a false book, to bring them to the true Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Again, uh, everyone, uh, you are watching a live stream right now on YouTube channel Sira International and my Facebook page, Alpadi.sira. 
And also, if you're uh, listening to this on radio, this is part one of this particular live stream for our uh, radio show, podcast, I should say, Let Us Reason. And we're talking about what did the Quran say concerning the superiority of Jesus over Muhammad. We titled this Seven Characteristics of Jesus in the Quran. Now, brother, can you give a quick yes, summary of these seven characteristics? Yes. Now, we can, we can actually go into many more of characteristics course. attributed to the ace of the Quran. And again, let me qualify this. Again, trusting the Holy Spirit to guide these sessions and protect us from error and anoint us to speak powerfully and correctly and perfectly in accord with the Holy Bible, God's Word, for the glory of Jesus Christ. The ace of the Quran is not the true Jesus of history. But again, looking at the example of the biblical writers, since Muslims think the Asa, that's the Arabic name given to Jesus in the Quran, is the Jesus of history, and Maryam of the Quran is Mary, the Blessed Mother of our Lord, we're going to use those statements to bring them to the true Jesus of history, who's the Christ of the New Testament, because these are the only inspired, accurate historical accounts on the ministry of Jesus and his followers, with the hopes that they will be illuminated to fall in love with the real Jesus, the Son of God, right. their only hope of salvation. So with that caveat, that qualification... Here are the seven characteristics that God willing, Lord Jesus willing, we will unpack by the grace of the Holy Spirit. In this whole series, actually. Yes, we'll be unpacking. Characteristic number one, Jesus' maternal family, his mother and her parents, according to the Quran, are the greatest of all creatures. The greatest creatures that Allah has created, who, who the, the greatest creatures that Allah has preferred right. above every creature and human being is the family of Jesus on his mother's side. Because right. the Quran doesn't know of Joseph being Jesus' adoptive father, only knows Mary and her parents. So that's the first characteristic. Unlike Muhammad's parents, who were idolaters, who died in paganism, idolatry. The second characteristic, number two, Jesus' mother is the greatest woman Allah has created, preferred her above all women, and the only woman mentioned by name in the entire Quran and has a chapter named in her honor, Surat Al-Maryam, chapter 19. This is not given to any woman, not even Muhammad's mother, as right. I just said. According to tradition, her name was Amina, who died, an unbeliever, a pagan. And that brings me now to the third point. According to the Quran, the third characteristic that sets apart Jesus above and beyond Muhammad and anyone else, Jesus and his blessed mother, both, not just Jesus, Jesus and his blessed mother, <clears throat> are absolutely pure and sinless. According to the Quran and tradition, Jesus was conceived in his mother's belly in an absolute state of purity, in absolute purity, sinlessness, and so too his mother. His mother was absolutely pure, sinless from conception until Allah took her. Again, we don't believe this is the real Jesus, the real Mary, but be that as it may, the Muslims do. That's right, that's right. Unlike, unlike Muhammad and his parents that were told not only are idolaters, but according to Muhammad, and we're going to revisit that, <clears throat> They were tainted by Satan. Satan tainted them. Satan pricked them. Satan touched them and defiled them when they were born. And Muhammad said this about himself, his parents, and about every child of Adam. And he says the only exception happened to be Mary and her son. Now, the fourth characteristic. Jesus is the pre-existent Word of God. The Quran says He's the Word of Allah that came forth from Allah as a spirit from Allah entered into Mary to become flesh. Muhammad, from the dust, returned to the dust, imperfect dust at that, at that, wicked carnal dust at that. Okay, now that was the fourth characteristic. The fifth characteristic will impact by the grace of God's Spirit, if the Lord Jesus wills. 
Jesus was conceived and born from a virgin. His holy mother conceived him by the Spirit, according to the Quran, as a virgin, no man touching her. Right? And according to Islam, she remained a perpetual virgin. Muhammad again, born the normal way like the rest of us. And on top of that, he was conceived. And when he was born, Satan touched him, tainted him, defiled him. Okay, that was the fifth characteristic. The sixth characteristic, Jesus according to the Quran, not the Bible. The Bible is the true word of God. The Quran is a satanic counterfeit. Jesus, according to the Quran, is the creator. He creates life giver. He breathes out life. He raises the dead and he takes clay objects that are inanimate and animates them, make them living by breathing life into them in the same way that Allah Amen. creates life, raises the dead, <clears throat> and animates inanimate objects. And we'll impact that a little more. Muhammad did no miracles. According to the Quran, Muhammad did not perform a single miracle even though later tradition ascribed miracles to Muhammad, will debunk that, Lord willing. And then finally, the seventh characteristic, Jesus, because he came down from Allah as his word, goes back to his source. If he came from Allah, it shouldn't surprise us, the Quran says, he went back to Allah, unlike Muhammad, who's from the dust and returned to the dust. These seven characteristics show Jesus is better than Muhammad. And I'm talking about the Quranic Jesus, who's a counterfeit. Imagine if we talk about the real Jesus, the real Jesus created Muhammad, owned Muhammad, gave life to Muhammad, and now has damned Muhammad in the pit of Hades, waiting judgment. Amen and hallelujah. So we covered already uh, uh, two of these reasons, and of course, uh, it will be uh, part of this series. We're doing this series right now today in this live stream. We're going to do reason number three, and if time allows, we'll try to unpack reason number four in the second part. So in the next maybe nine minutes, if possible, brother, can you talk about reason number three? Jesus and his blessed mother are absolutely oh, yeah. pure and sinless. Yes, and again, <clears throat> I don't want Christians to start attacking us saying, why are you quoting the Quran? We showed why we are quoting the Quran. And again, just to be clear, neither Al nor myself believe this is the true Jesus of history. But Muslims do. We're going to use that to glorify the real Jesus Christ to bring them <clears throat> to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Quran says... Mary was absolutely pure as, as well as her son. Here, let's read the passages. Chapter 3, verse 42. I'll read the first part of the passage. Right. Chapter 3, verse 42. And when the angels said, O Mary, Meriam. Now, I want to remind everyone, the Arabic term for Mary is Meriam, which corresponds to the Hebrew form of her name. Yeah. The Hebrew form of her name is, is Miriam. Miriam Hebrew, Meriam Arabic. O Mary, lo, Allah hath chosen thee and made thee pure. Now, if we go to the expositors, not me, not you, Muslim scholars, they say, from conception, Allah purified her, so she had no lusts, no sins, she was absolutely pure. What about her son, the Lord Jesus Christ? Surah Al-Maryam, chapter 19, verse 19. Surah Al-Maryam, chapter 19, verse 19. That's right. He said, I am only a messenger of thy Lord. This is the Spirit telling Mary that I've come to give you a son. What kind of son? That I may give, bestow on thee a faultless son. Ghulamin Zakiyan. Other translations will say holy son, pure son, pure boy, righteous son. And if you read the traditions ascribed to Muhammad, he says that Jesus is the only prophet that doesn't mention any sin, whereas Muhammad is laden with sin. Now, what's interesting about that? In two verses of the Quran, chapter 16, verse 61 of the Quran, chapter 16, verse 61, and chapter 35, verse 45. 35, 45, 16, 61, it says, If Allah were to call into account human beings for their wrongdoing, the verses say he would not leave a single creature on the face of the earth. 
but he gives them a period of respite, then he'll call them into account. So two verses in the Quran, 1661, 3545 state plainly, if Allah were to call people into account for their sins, not a single creature on earth would survive. They would all deserve to be destroyed, meaning creatures by their very nature are tainted, fallen, imperfect. Now, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. If that's true, every creature, not just humans that live on earth, are sinful, wicked, corrupt, and weak, and have fallen from favor. This is why Allah has to show them mercy and extend right. a period of time of grace and not call them into account. But Mary and Jesus are absolutely sinless and pure from conception until Allah took them. Then doesn't that mean that Mary and Jesus are not mere creatures? There must be divine, equal to Allah? Not according to the Quran. And, and notice uh, my argument always been, uh, why is their sinlessness emphasized in the Quran? Yeah. Highlighted, right? You know? Exactly. Don't we know about the doctrine of Isma according to Islam, basically? Yeah. And, and Renee, thank you so much for the super chat. And Merry Christmas to you also. Uh, you know, Muslims believe in this doctrine of isma, yes, meaning right. all prophets are what? Sinless, sinless or at yes. least their actions will be used against him. How come only Jesus and his mother, their uh, purity is emphasized to us? Yeah, and, and that's what we need to make sure. We want to tell the audience they need to make a distinction between what the Quran actually teaches in later Islamic tradition. This doctrine of masum isma. Isma, exactly. It's a later this is one. a doctrine that was developed centuries later. Yeah. It's contradicted by the Quran. If we had time in future sessions, I can show you that all the major prophets, I'm talking about major Maybe prophets. Maybe we'll do the live stream tomorrow on that. Yeah, we'll show major prophets, yeah. all the major players in the Quran are said to have fallen from favor yeah. and committed some atrocious sin. Especially Muhammad, he's the worst of the lot. So this claim that the prophets were masum, guarded from sins, it's not taught in the Quran and it's not supported in the Hadiths. It's a lie. The later Muslim theologians came up with in order to make Muhammad equal to Jesus and elevate his status to that of Christ. But in so doing, they only perverted the Quran to their shame and humiliation. Yeah, we can say wishful thinking uh, to that, of course. Yep. So uh, if Jesus is uh, faultless or purity uh, was emphasized on his mother, what about Muhammad and his parents? Well, according to the Islamic, because again, if you, if you go back to the Quran, no woman is mentioned by name except the mother of our Lord, right? So Muhammad's mother's name, name is not mentioned. Neither is his father's name mentioned. So what do we find in the authentic collection of narrations? The authentic collection of narrations. Well, let me just read Sahil Muslim. His mother's name is Amina. And according to tradition, his father's name is Abdullah. That's yeah. taking the Amina, traditional narrative, yeah. right? Yeah. But there are holes in the narrative, as they say. Sahil Muslim, book 4, number 2130. Sahil Muslim, book 4, number 2130. Where is Muhammad's mother? Abu Huraira reported the, Allah, the Apostle of Allah, the Apostle of Allah visited the grave of his mother and he wept. Now why is he weeping? And moved others around him to tears. So his companions are seeing their prophet weeping. They start crying. Why are you crying, Ya Rasulullah? Right? And then he said, I sought permission from my Lord to beg forgiveness for her, for my mother, but it was not granted to me. Let me read that again. I sought permission from my Lord to beg forgiveness for her, but it was not granted to me. And I sought permission to visit her grave, and it was granted to me. So visit the graves, for that makes you mindful of death. Now let me unpack this real quick. Here Muhammad is weeping because he's asking his Lord Allah, please forgive my mother. There would, no, there would be no need for him to ask Allah to forgive his mother if she's in Jannah, All right. or she's in a state of peace. If she's in paradise, or she's in Barzakh in a state of peace, then there would be no need 
to ask for forgiveness and Allah denying it. The very fact that the hadith says he asked forgiveness means that she died in sin, in unbelief, Correct. and condemned by Allah. And what does Allah do? Doesn't encourage his prophet. He says, no, I won't forgive her, but you can visit her grave. Now talk about a sadistic God. Here, Muhammad's God tells him, I won't forgive your mother, meaning she's in hell. Live with it, but go visit her grave. And so remember that, that she's in the hellfire. Right, exactly. So that means, thank you, Allah. I'm going to go to the grave to be reminded that my mother's in hell, condemned to death, to burn forever. And yet, it's okay for me to be reminded of that. And you're supposedly the most merciful. Thank you so much for such mercy and compassion. Yeah, I mean, he's the master planner, right? <laughs> right? So thank you. So you're not going to forgive my mother. She's burning in hell. Thank you. But let me go to the grave and visit a grave to be reminded of your mercy in burning her in the hellfire. Oh, Allah, how can anyone outmatch your mercy? But now, what about his father? Yeah. What about his father? Maybe in the next two minutes. If okay, Sai Muslim, yeah. book one, number 0398. 398. Book 1, 398. Real quickly. Anas reported, Verily a person said, Messenger of Allah, where is my father? His father died a pagan. He said, He is in the fire, the Nar. When he turned away, he called him and said, Verily my father and your father are in the fire. Here. You know what? Hopefully this will make you sleep better. Not only your dad, but my dad. Both of them are charcoal for the fire. They're shish kebab in the fire. They're both burning in hell. So hope you sleep better at night. Yep. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Right? Yep. All right, well, um, I mean, we want to conclude, of course, reason number three right now. And this was part of the series, of course. And we've already covered introduction and reason one and two in this series. You have to wait until we release it soon. But uh, right now, the live stream, we took advantage of giving you a recap. And now we did reason number three. And hopefully, we will do also reason number four in the next half. So if you're joining us basically through radio, uh, this is the conclusion of part one of Let Us Reason podcast. And if you are... Uh, listening to it on radio next week, of course, will be part two. If you are here in studio right now uh, watching us live, please uh, do not leave. We'll take like a one-minute, uh, basically, transition between part one and part two. We'll come back. We'll continue with the, another reason, reason number four, as to why Jesus is superior to Muhammad according to the Quran. That leads me now to another topic, by the way. This is the, uh, the end. Of, you know, we're recording this, by the way, on December 21st, 2020. This has been a year to remember. And uh, we all, Sam, myself, David, uh, David Wood, and others, were dependent on, uh, basically, uh, support from faithful givers like you. And Patreon is one of those great ways that you can do so. I started a campaign to try to recruit, if you wish, uh, 100 patrons through Patreon. Why is that uh, crucial? Because when I have 100 uh, more, that means I have 100 more ways of sharing these videos. It's not just about uh, the financial support because you can give as little as $1. And trust me, we are happy with whatever Amen. the Lord we put are. in your heart. Yes. And uh, we always uh, are looking for ways, of course, to expand and uh, continue to uh, spread, uh, you know, basically uh, the... Uh, knowledge that God uh, is blessing us with through uh, amazing guests like Sam Shimon. We're down, by the way, to, um, I believe we're down to 16. Uh, I could be wrong. I mean, uh, we'll give you a, a better update, hopefully, in part two. But all that to say is that we encourage you, of course, to continue considering support uh, for myself uh, as Patreon patrons or even through PayPal. But also, we are going to put the Patreon account of our dear brother, Sam, and uh, we would encourage you to go also to his channel, Shimonian, and do the same. And we want to thank many of you here who showed up right now and are giving us uh, like uh, 
Lisa, low okay or look, I really can't remember. Honestly, what's the best way to spell your last name? Cuckoo Maldu also. Thank you so much. And we have another person here who gave super chat, Faith Love. We thank you so much for doing this as well. You have no idea how important it is for us uh, to uh, get uh, this blessing through you. Brother, uh, once again, how can people support you? Uh, Well, I do have Patreon. I I, I don't know the URL off the top of my head. And also PayPal, the two best ways for now. It's uh, PayPal and Patreon. Usually we have Protestant Believer who's a mod for your channel, my channel. He's a blessing to both of us. The Lord Jesus bless him. Amen. Uh, He usually puts the links to my YouTube channel and to my PayPal and Patreon links in my own YouTube channel description box. So you can find it there. Uh, If you ask me off the top of my head, guys, I have a hard time remembering, you know, what I, you know, what I ate this morning. And I even have a hard time remembering how to tie my shoelaces. Yeah. And you're with me here in studio right now, live, by the way. And walking the talk. Thank you so much. Uh, Lord bless your many names. And thank you for uh, the super chat. And this concludes basically our podcast, Let Us Reason. If you're watching us live, please stick around for at least a minute or so as we transition to part two. Thank you and God bless.